Hello everyone. You know who this is, right? This is a test. This is a test of Mary's emergency podcasting system. Did I have you growing? Of course you're not growing. You're going. I certainly try to, but that's just me. Right off the bat, I want to thank all of you for listening to my first podcast, A Hard Pill to Swallow. I also want to thank Jenny, who noticed I spell quirky two different ways. I have since corrected my error, but isn't that why I am a little bit quirky? Nothing is too much out of the ordinary for me. Are you ready for another round of craziness? I call this episode, Making a Mountain Out of a What? It was a most alarming heart stomper of the second kind. Get it? Do, 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 do. It all began after I had bought a new floor duster. I was happily surprised to find out that this one fit easily underneath the stove. And logically, don't you laugh at me, I figured I might wind up with some dust and maybe some food crumbs. But holy moly, when I pulled the broom handle out from underneath the stove, what I saw was disgustingly creepy. No, it wasn't a turd. (laughs) It was a dirty hairball. It came out flat, but in seconds, it had puffed up to the size of a large grapefruit. It looked oh so gross. I stared at it in disbelief and wondered if it was a figment of my imagination. Hairballs are so filthy. I mean, if you ever saw one and saw one this big, you would understand what I was going through. Look one up on Google, and you might find it under the word ugly. I stood as stiff as a board and stared strangely at it. My heart was pounding, and I just wanted it to broom right out the door and to take me along with it. You can understand. The unexpected can make anxiety leap through the roof. Of course you can. You're me-minded if you're listening to my podcast. I didn't know what to do. My nose started to tickle. I expect it was from the dust that I had monkeyed with. My biggest fear was that the thing might move toward me if I made any type of motion, and that included scratching my nose. I slid my shoes backward about five feet to scrutinize my situation. I needed to get a sense of something, a sense of anything. I figured if it did move, ooh, I still had the duster in my hands. It was my only protection. I tilted my head left and then right several times back and forth to ascertain the full effect of my standoff. I was ready to pounce on it like a kitty cat if the thing tried to make a run for it. I raised my arm to signal uncle as I couldn't stand there all day. I felt another urge coming on. I had to go to the bathroom, but the only thing I could think about was What if it moves and I can't find it? The hairball, critter, or combination of both 
might disappear on me, and I couldn't stand the thought of, when I go to bed, it tucking itself in next to me. Oh, the mere thought of it gave me the EBGBs. He would probably curl up on my pillow next to me. Oh, no. My brain was getting the best of me. Logic had left the building. I wish this USO unidentified sitting object would disappear without me having to touch it. But how could I make that happen? I edged over to my window, being sure to keep one eye on the USO, and peered through my blinds. I didn't see my neighbor, Mark. I looked over at my desk and remembered I had a marker in my drawer. I could write SOS on my window, but would that be too dorky? Would anyone come to save me from this hairball? Or would they think I was pranking them? Help, there's a hairball in my house. My face wrinkled. Had the thing moved? I couldn't be for sure. In that moment, when my eyes were glued on him, I knew I had to do something. I had to give it a name. And certainly it had to be a boy's name, because we ladies would never let our hair get so dirty. Hmm, how does one name something that might become an alienated resistance? Should he be a George? Nah. Stinky? Hmm, maybe. Or, oh, I've got it. Creepy. I'll call you creepy, you little bugger. Be gone, creepy. I blinked once and then again, but the rugrat remained. Crossing my legs while I was still standing, I circuitously made my way to the bathroom. Upon my return, I said, Creepy, what am I going to do with you? I wasn't as afraid as I had been. I think my relief in the bathroom helped. And I couldn't believe I was actually talking to it as though he was a new sound friend. A new sound, that means new found. And I don't do any edits. Achoo! My endorphins were waking up. I wanted to expel something, all right. But it wasn't a sneeze. In the end, I knew what I had to do. With shaking hands, I placed the duster against Creepy's behind. Or was it his behind? I couldn't be sure. He was well-rounded all over, and I could tell which end was up or down or faced east or west. Slowly, I pushed him toward the door. When I was close, I uttered, Dang it! I wish I had thought to open it first. Good golly, Miss Mary, get your head on straight. I leaned sideways and turned the doorknob. I felt I was almost home, or at least I was on third base. My plan was to thrust Creepy out the door with a whoosh. I closed my eyes and gripped the handle and pushed as hard as I could. <laughs> oh, no. <gasps> Something hit me on the face. I knew what had happened and why it had happened. Creepy had hit the raised ledge at the base of the door and had come flying back in. In that moment, 
I determined that Creepy wanted to live with me. That's strange, because nobody else ever wanted to live with me. Oh, no, you're not, I yelled, with my adrenaline still pumping. I grabbed him with my bare hands and flung him out the door. I slammed it swiftly and locked it. I leaned my back against it and breathed heavily. I actually could imagine him trying to knock on the door to get back in. I didn't want to take any chances. I didn't go out for the remainder of the day. The night came, and when I went into bed, I checked underneath my covers to be sure it was all clear. I rested my head gingerly against the pillow. It felt so good to unwind. Within moments, I shot straight up, sitting stiffly. I tried to erase my next thought before it could begin, but it escaped. What if there are others living under the stove? Hours later, I gave up the ghost ball. In hindsight, I wished I had taken a picture of Creepy. Is that Creepy? But I didn't think anyone would believe how brave it was of me to stand up to a hairball. The next morning, I pulled the stove out from the wall and cleaned really good behind it. I was thankful there were no more creepies living there. I checked outside to see if he would still be hanging loose, but there was no hide nor hair of him. I believe my trauma was finally over. Weeks later, I asked my neighbor if I could borrow his snowblower, I mean leaf blower. I wanted to blow out the leaves from behind my movable steps. I have to walk up three of them to get inside my trailer. My neighbor, being a gentleman, offered to blow the leaves out from behind it for me. As I stood there watching them twirling at my feet, my face suddenly went blank. I saw Creepy. He was coming straight at me for a second time. I screamed, no, and batted the bugger away from me. Mark slapped his knee and laughed like a hyena, and then I laughed. He aimed the leap blower at the hairball. Up, 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 and away it went until Creepy disappeared. And as far as what the future holds for Creepy, who knows? Maybe you'll bump into him someday, or he'll bump into you. If you do, tell him hello for me. But don't ever tell him that I miss him. I don't want him to ever come back here. That night, I was feeling a little homesick, and I decided to make a pot of chicken and dumplings. I used Bisquick. It was one of my mom's favorite recipes. It was always very important to leave the lid off for exactly 10 minutes and then to cover it for exactly 10 minutes. Peaking was not allowed. It would ruin the batch and the dumplings would go flat. When the timer went off, I lifted the lid. There were 10 puffy dumplings sitting on the broth. They reminded me of creepy only they were much cleaner looking. I surely didn't think a story about a hairball could end up being so funny and long. I certainly made a mountain out of a hairball. I wonder if you laughed with me. I hope you did. 
I know I get carried away with my thoughts, but whoa, Nellie, that was quite a detour. My quote, every now and then one paints a picture that seems to have opened a door and serves as a stepping stone to other things. That was said by Pablo Picasso. I hope my podcast shows are just that, a stepping stone to new friendships. Embrace yourself. Embrace one another.